up movie trivia schmodown fans welcome to the schmodown rundown the official app show of the old movie trivia schmodown and the only show that matters my name is brad gilmore which you might know me by another name you might know me as the boat oh my god you're my dream boat for sure right gilmore in this bitch and i'm joined by a man whose last name means the son of joanne he is frank janish Oops. Sexy numbers from a sexy player. Love those numbers. Sexy numbers. I love those numbers. I'm feeling really good about them. Oh, I'm feeling those numbers. All right. All right. Well, um, we're off to an amazing start here. Um, just, you know, it's weird because your accuracy rate in which buttons to press, fairly high. Yeah, it's, really, it's high. real good. Really high. I guess I guess it is too much to expect you to be perfect 100% of the time. I guess, you know, not everyone is. That's so true. I'll just have to, you know, I'll, I'll look at it that way, Brad. Uh, thanks, ma'am. I appreciate <laughs> you. I appreciate it. How are you doing, Frank? Um, you know, I was doing pretty good up until that point. I just really just, no. That really threw you? No, I mean, no, no. I was just like, it's, of course he has a laugh track. Of course. It's one of those things. It's uh, because, you know, who's going to laugh at your own jokes, you know? I mean, yeah, somebody's got to laugh at something. <laughs> hey, so speaking of pushing buttons, um, if you haven't, well, <laughs> it might happen today. I don't know. Maybe, maybe a warning. But I will say, if you haven't watched... It's just a quick plug at the top of the show. If you haven't watched the FCL event that went down on Tuesday, you're missing one of the greatest. I mean, the greatest FCL event so far out of the 12 that we've done. It's definitely been the best. And um, going to be hard to top. Nick Harley, Kofi Outlaw for the title. Yeah. Warfather is a flirt and flouse, number one contender. Great stuff. Fun was had by all. Did yeah. you get a chance to see any of it? I, I, I did. And okay. while I'm not going to spoil anything, yes, I, I just want to know... What kind of operation are you exactly running over there? Well, you know, that's, man. That's all I want to know. And, well, uh, I learned you know. don't sign things without your glasses. And you know what? Also, don't let anyone else sign your checks. I learned that from heavyweights. That's true. <laughs> that's true. That's true. If only Ben Bateman would have watched heavyweights, oh, he would have still been the champion. Right, Look right. at that. Boom, boom. Got him. Um, but the Warfather's music. Did you hear the Warfather's music? I did. How awesome is it? You can know, I play uh, it? can I play it again? Can you? Yeah. All right, check this out. <laughs> Huzzah. All right, nice That's little. That's pretty good. That's pretty. I mean, it's pretty good. It's a nice start. But wait, wait for it. That's like, it's that is epic as all hell. Tell me that's not great. That that's is a, so awesome. That's incredibly epic. It's a great theme for somebody. I think he's got the best theme in the FCL right now. Nevertheless, go check that out. Go check out that uh, event if you haven't. It's something that I think many people in the movie trivia Schmodown thought that they would never see, but it occurred. Anyway, Frank. Yeah. Anyway. Um, we have a good show for you today. We're going to have a a man whose last name means Field of Beans, Jacoby <laughs> Bancroft, is going to yeah. be joining us here uh, shortly, momentarily. We do have a lot to get through. Um, a lot of matches went down over this last week. We're going to talk about the Greg Alba Soul match. We're going to talk about we're going to talk about a promo that was cut. Uh, I want to talk about Soul uh, whenever we get to that. 
also, of course, Jacoby Bancroft and, and Newman went down downtown Noomy Noom. Noomy Nooms, yeah. And um, then the matches from last week. What do you think? Should we start it? Let's start it last week. Before we even get to the pay-per-view event, Chris Van Vliet yeah. versus Doug Benson. Holy crap, man. What a fun, fun match. That was a great time, Brad. And I saw awesome. some comments uh, in the live chat or in the comments section itself you know, saying that this reminded them of old school schmoes, no movie trivia, you know, that era where it was just, let's just get in there see what happens, have some fun. And they actually, they put, they played at a, at a really nice rate and we got some theatrics going into sudden death. And I thought, you know, some, each guy was making a pull here and there You go, wow, okay, really, we're just, you know, it's going to stay close throughout the, the entire match. It was just a lot of fun to watch. It was very stress-free as a viewer i'm sure it yeah. wasn't it's completely stress-free for for those two guys but as a viewer i was just i was just able to like actually enjoy <laughs> something without having like my nut my my stomach in knots you know so yeah yeah there, there was like it was such a uh uh easy breezy beautiful cover girl type of match you know what i'm saying just a real fun thing to watch and um both guys supremely entertaining van vliet uh, you know, with his Emmys was pretty cool. Uh, that was like a funny heelish thing to do. Yeah, I, I mean, and why had not? He never, had he never done that, I never would have known <laughs> he had Emmys. You know? Yeah, I mean, so good on I, him. Look, dude, if I had an Emmy, I would be insufferable. Yeah, I mean, oh, I hope that. I'm sorry, Brad. But I hope that day never comes. <laughs> If I had an Emmy, I'd be insane. I mean, you're bad enough with that with that YouTube plaque just off. Yeah, you know, yeah, exactly. It's like. Somehow you finagled your way, your name onto that, which is just, that's just a, that's a move of all moves. I'll tell you, you know what I'm that. saying? I'm a finagler. Yeah. <laughs> My father was a finagler and his father was a finagler. <laughs> they worked in the fields of beans. Um, but nevertheless, uh, I really had a lot of fun watching those two. I And I expect to see them obviously both. Um, Doug Benson walking away with the dub there. Yeah. but. I think the real winner was the fans. I know that's like a corny thing to say sometimes, but you're right. Not having stakes sometimes is great. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it's just fun to watch. Like, regular season basketball can be the most fun to watch as a fan because I've been watching these playoffs, and my my heart rate and blood pressure has been doing this a lot. You know what I mean? Even watching the Twitter timeline of what's happening in the NBA yeah. is making my heart go like this and this. So, um, in essence, to have something that, although points are on the line and whatever, whatever, it still felt like, yeah, the, the Schmodown matches of old, where we don't have to worry about anything. We don't have to worry about anything except enjoying the game. Yeah, and it's nice to have that change of pace. I'm not saying that mm -hmm. that's what I want the Schmodown to be now, all of it. It's just nice to have that change of pace, and it's still nice that we can we can have players in the league that that can give us that change of pace, because that's... that's I think valuable to the league when you're able to have such a diverse array of of levels and types and and, and of type of competition that's either high stakes or it's just for fun because at the end of the day it always is just for fun and it's nice to be reminded once in a while when you have players like Doug Benson and Chris Van Fleet just having just having a ball out there really and just having a great time and uh, I think obviously that that transferred over to the audience watching given the comments and all the feedback it's gotten. Yeah, and, and I think that when you see stuff like that, you just you wonder um, you wonder how do you how do you replicate because this is sort of, sort of the thing that I think Christians probably had to deal with um, these last couple of seasons. But you want to have more of that, 
and you also want to have more of the play. It's it's almost like in a, in a, when you're constructing a wrestling card, you want to have like the matches that are going to be super technical, all all heart stopping action. Right. Oh my God! Can you did you see what that guy did? The moves were crazy. And then you want something to where like the honky tonk man comes out and he's playing a guitar and he looks like Elvis, and you're like, what is this guy going to do? And it's just entertaining, right? Or doink the clown, or I'm trying to think of of, of of some references like that to where you need sometimes just a match that you can just watch and take your mind off things. So I really did enjoy that. So it's always about balance, like the the force needs to be balanced. Um, talking about something that was high stakes and not enjoyable to watch because I was so invested in both of these matches, uh, the pay-per-view that went down, Chandru Dandapani taking on Robert Parker for the IG number one contender match and uh, gold leader and yeah. major Thomas Harper in the Star Wars final. Question off top. I know one was a tournament final, one was a number one contender. It was a, uh, a point of conversation. I just want to get what you think about it. Um, should they both have been five point? I mean, five round matches. I know tradition. Like, like we played around with the concept of the number one contender being five round before. Um, it was just it was a little odd to like have five rounds and then three rounds. Um, both being number one contender matches. Yeah, yeah. It, when you especially when you one was a tournament final, right? So uh, like when you do put them back to back like that, it can seem like wait, what? Why would one be five and one would be three, and they're both. Outside of singles and teams, you know, it's our specialty divisions, if right. you will, with Star Wars and Inner Geekdom. But that's just kind of how we've always done it with tournaments, whether they're 8, 16, 32, 158, whatever it is, you know, that final of the tournament is always a five-round bout, and, you know, it's worth four points. You know, I mean, both matches were worth four points for the win as a number one contender match. Um, just kind of, it's more along the, I think, just tradition is it's kind of like my the best way I can put it is yeah we've always done it this way with tournament finals and that's how we're going to determine this final um, because we also have just other paths to a title that when you get to a number of contender shot they don't culminate in a in a five round match and when you do put them back to back together like this card had it does make you wonder should should we go fives or you know five rounds for all number of contenders just in general or make it a three round uh that's something i haven't really put a whole lot of thought into i i, I do like it the way that it is um but cuz because normally here's the thing like when you did when we did have these tournaments we only had one tournament and right. that's at the end of the year to get to spectacular right to play for the title so it was pretty valuable at that time for a tournament winner to play in a five-round match before they go into a championship five-round match. But now that you have it in the middle of the season and presumably we're going to get another tournament, right, um, for Star Wars, that is, throughout uh, back half of the year or whenever that's going to be. So I think it, it looks a little different, I think, when you when you when when it's been framed this way and where it's placed uh, in terms of where in this season. So to get into the matches proper. Um, we'll start with the five point. I mean, the five rounder. Uh, Thomas Harper versus Gold Leader. How ironic and, and coincidental was yeah. our conversation <laughs> with Gold Leader the day before the match? Right? Were you watching it, going, "Oh my gosh, we just like yeah. talked about this." I was like, "Of course." But we what happens here is is prophetic in some way, good or bad. Good or bad, yeah. Good, bad, or indifferent. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, you know, they're, they're, I, don't, I don't want anyone to think there's any sort of rundown curse or anything like that. I, I saw somebody. I actually that want them to think that, Brad. What are you talking about? So you don't want anyone to come on here? No, I do, and they and they will because let's face you've it. Heard, you've heard you've heard of the Conan curse, right? The Conan curse. Uh, there's you know many about curses this? out there. I don't know about the Conan one. So the Conan curse is every time there's a big UFC show, one of the you know UFC fighters in the main event will go plug it on Conan, oh. right? Back when he had his traditional late night show. Every time, that person would lose the match. Whoever did Conan, they'd lose the fight. And then, it, then when it was finally Ronda Rousey was going to fight Holly Holm, Ronda Rousey went to do the media, and everyone's like, "Oh, she's going to break the Conan curse." And then she lost that weekend. <laughs> it's crazy. The Conan I curse. hope I hope we have a curse because then I want someone to be like, "I'm good enough to break it." Come mm. on the show and then break it. Let's see if you're really that good. You come on the show. When when can we like? When can we? solidify and ratify the curse like could, could the curse be right now because gold leader came on and lost could we start no. saying that's the curse i think we need to like have a run of like maybe like three or four guests in a row in a row yeah okay we were because we, we were kind of going back and forth because i think we had john on and then well we both had we had john on and then that was right before they, he was playing danger zone but then we had danger zone on and they won so it's kind of like a wash there um who else did we have on that that Ended up losing. Well, um, gold leader, Ace. Obviously. Oh, Ace. That's right. Ace gold leader. Um, but, to be, but to be fair, we have them on like after a win, so it's like <laughs> yeah, and then they lose their and next then they match. Go lose. I'm about to see. I'm about to see if I can pull up like our play. Do we have a playlist on the channel? Yeah, I don't know if it's up to date though. You it son might, of a gun. Be. It should be. I'm just trying to see, like, you know, obviously Griffin. Uh, I mean, not Griffin Newman, but Jacoby Bancroft got to be joining us today. You know. Yeah. But. But that's that's post match. Um, let's see. I'm trying to see who do we have last week. We had Gold Leader. Yeah. And then before that, ah, no, we had Thomas Harper right before that. And so see, then he he, he won so the he turn. threw it off. Yeah. Mm. Thomas Harper. Um, who Ace. Else we, I mean, we've had Parker. And then he went on to eventually, you know, <laughs> you know. Okay. So I mean, we're like I don't so, know, are we like kind of like five hundred? We're kind of like five hundred. I think that we're not doing so good. I don't yeah, think people are gonna want to come on the show anymore. I wouldn't want to come on the show if I was them. Um, that's, that's, who else? Okay. Anyway, so basically, um, I think we should leave it up to the the audience now. Who do you want us to have on that you want to lose? And then we'll get that person on. Zach Burkett was on. Oh and then, no! Then he lost his yeah, next match. Yeah. Yeah. We kept talking about Adam Witt a lot, and he just kept losing matches. And then he's never he wasn't won a on the match. show. <laughs> <laughs> so it runs deep. It runs deep. Yeah. Anyway, um, so going back to Gold Leader, yeah. only missing one question by one letter. Brutal. He put a Z, and it should have been like a what? An S or something? something yeah, another letter. <laughs> it was like Zoom. It was supposed to be like Shroom, and he said Zoom or something yeah. like that. Look, Thomas Harper's in the chat. Shout out to the major. Wait, shout out to the major. Okay, right, yeah. Um, but he might correct us. But when I saw that, I'm sure everybody in the chat, everyone watching right now, everyone listening to it on a podcast feed around the world, everybody thought the same thing. Oh, goal leader lost. Yeah, <laughs> that's what yeah. I thought. I mean, yeah, that's. I mean, it was just like, oh, oh boy, all right. I mean, it was a good. Well. I sort of thought that yes and no, just because of the way Harper was play, had played against Ace as well, where they kind of you know had missed a couple there in that first round. I thought, oh, maybe as we get deeper into you know throughout the rest of the first round here, the back half of it, 
that maybe Harper might miss one and then we're all at even and then we're just at square one again. That did not happen. He it went perfect, uh, which is immensely beneficial in these types of these types of matches or all matches really now these these days because if you're able to get the bonus and your opponent doesn't you could easily be up by two going into that that second round which gives you a little bit of leeway in terms of going first or second or checking down to a multiple choice and so it gives you a little bit more room to kind of uh, have a you know to 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 work on your strategy and, and go different areas if you need to and especially with a five rounder you just don't really know what's going to happen there there is the possibility of some type of comeback but i think everyone and their mother knew that by the time we get to the betting round they're all going to bet 3 3 i think we all I knew think, that well, well i mean even even gold leader goes yeah so we're betting 3 <laughs> yeah i mean it's like there's no secret at this point at least for star wars it's it's there's no everyone Not knows what it takes everyone knows what it takes to win everyone mm-hmm. knows what they need to do um there's what's the point in betting to you know Everyone knows that if you miss one, if you're the first person to miss, and you're that, and you're the other player who hasn't missed, maybe there's a little bit more pressure on you. You're like odds are you're going to win. It's just we kind of know how it goes more or less. Once in a while, we get these Harper Ace matches where you're like, "Whoa, this is interesting now." Um, but you know, and, and then we get to the final round. It was after that, it was just like a normal Star Wars match where it's just like, "All right." Yep, perfect. Yep, perfect. Yep, perfect. Uh, yep, and, they and, got and, it right. Okay, he got it right. You know, he wins okay. forty-four to forty-two, mm-hmm. and he's going to outplay the winner of Andrew Di Milano, Laura Kelly, and we'll find out who that'll be at Collision. So that's gonna be a lot of fun. Do you think Thomas Harper is going to be the Star Wars champion? I think he will be. When I don't know. It could be this year. It could be next year. But I, I. Hundred percent believe he will be a Star Wars champion. Just the same way I believe Gold Leader will be one day. I think this. I think for as much as we talk about the inner geekdom bells, how it just kind of has that turnover rate. I think Star Wars is about to enter that phase as well. I mean, held for so long by Alex Damon. Now I think with all the, the infusion of these new players and how good they are, I think Star Wars. I think that belt is about to hit. Um, a rotating list of players, and I know Andrew Milanta won back-to-back matches against against Alex Damon, and that's a huge feat. But you know, if he could continue to do that, then that's a whole nother story. But um, you know, I hope he does because he's on my fantasy team this year. So I don't know, I mean, why not? Yeah, yeah. Um, what, to me, Thomas Harper, and I've talked about this before. He's one of those guys. He's got the dog in him, right? Yeah. He's got the dog in him right now. Um, like another player of Kate's that I want to talk about later on in the show. But he's got the dog in him. And it's really hard when you see a team that's got the dog going into a championship match. It's hard for me to bet against them no matter who the other person is. Because they're hungry. Here's the thing, man. If you beat Alex Damon twice and say you beat Laura Kelly. Say you beat Laura Kelly. Right? And you're Andrew yeah. Dimolanta. It's hard to wake up and hit that workout when you're sleeping in silk pajamas. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> I you gotta know. feel like no, no, no. You gotta feel like you're on top of the world, right? Like nobody can mess with me. I'm not saying this is AD's mindset, but it would be very easy to slip into this because almost every champion in the history of any kind of sport falls into this, except for like maybe Michael Jordan, right? Right. Everyone else. 
Everyone else gets into that, hey, I'm the champ, and they let that confidence border the cockiness, and they end up making a simple mistake. And I'm not saying that it's going to happen, but if he if he gets past Laura, mm. I think what will probably continue to drive him. I think it's certainly possible, like uh, for sure. I I don't think it's going to happen until if he's able to break. Alex Damon's defense record. I think that's what's going to keep fueling him to beat that Alex Damon defense record. And I also, I think he recognizes how much work it takes, how much he knows how much work it took for him just to get to that level. Right. And to stay at that level, at least for one more, at least for one defense against Alex Damon. So I don't think, and I think this goes for probably the entire Star Wars division, if I may say so. Uh, I don't know that any of them will, rest on their laurels i think that there might be some sort of fatigue in terms of just match after match you know defense after defense that is just it's it, it after a while it has to start to set Mentally in just, taxing. Yeah. yeah 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 not, and, and it's not that and so i think that's a separate thing than from like this bravado of no one can touch me i, I don't know that i mean it might it might be put on display that way but i don't think It'll be internalized that way by by whichever player. Right. Well, I don't know. I just – I think that you have to have the right mentality if you're going up against Thomas Harper. So, um, I don't know. We'll, we'll, we'll get there when we get there. But congrats to Thomas Harper um, on getting a championship match in his rookie year in the movie Trivia Showdown. Yeah. And congrats to the Den. That's awesome stuff. Uh, the other side of that, man – this this was this was an this was an interesting one to watch, especially when Parker misses the first one right out of the gate. I'm still in Star Wars mode, right? Yeah. So I'm thinking, oh my God, this is the it. And then is it the next question Chandru misses? Uh, so it, no, first it was Chandru. Yeah, Parker misses first, and then yeah, Chandru uh, misses a Middle Earth question. Right, right. Crazy. Yeah. So then we we're just like, okay, well, <laughs> they're not gonna go perfect. I mean, that's crazy too because Parker had not missed. Right in his first in his previous two matches, right. And first question out the gate is a miss, and I think you could see on his face, kind of devastated, just oh, absolutely, yes. just de- like just like he had seen a ghost of some sort, like a go- the ghost of misses, and it was just <clears throat> what I mean. I felt bad for the dude in the moment. I was like, oh, anything you know, he's because he, when you walk into that match, you haven't missed. You're the claiming the heir apparent and then you miss the first question embarrassing <laughs> you know like on top of many other things i'm sure he was feeling but then for chandrew to trip up there and give it right back then i was like okay because i think chandrew would have really had parker on the ropes from the get-go had maybe the miss not happened till later in the round maybe let's say perhaps maybe but because it happened so quick after that, I think maybe it allowed Parker to be, to like fully reset and be like, "Oh no, it's zero zero. I'm, this isn't over at all." You know, because again, with this a league like this, you can feel like one miss and that's it. And to me, the first question I think Brendan Meyer was on the show before, and he talked about when you missed the first question. I think that was him that we had on here. And in one of his team matches with Bibbs, he missed like the first, I think maybe two questions or something. Yeah, so like it was that. a yeah, it was a rough, yeah, it was rough. 
And he talked about the mental, the mentality you go through, and the mental anguish that you're suffering yeah. from as a player in a champ. And you know, this wasn't a championship match, but it might as well been, right? I mean, it's a number one contender match. It's just right. the next most important match you'll ever play. And um, and to miss that first one, you had to feel a certain way. But as soon as Chandru then misses, you're like, okay, I'm back in this thing. And from that moment on, it really was a battle between these two. Um, always Robert Parker's dress phenomenally. <laughs> right. Uh, Chandru, was, he was Captain Jack Sparrow. He, he was He was doing a thing over there. It he was, was doing something. It was elaborate. I'll say that. You know, he's a doctor. Right? Didn't he okay. have his doctorate? All right. I Isn't think I awesome? did know that. Yeah. Isn't that awesome? Or is he is he going for his doctorate? Or is he, he going for his doctorate? It's one of the two. Uh oh. I think we lost may have lost Frank here. We did. We lost Frank. It's okay. We're gonna get Frank back. Don't worry, everybody. I am here. But I I guess what I was saying, going back to uh what Brendan Myers field of uh field of vision. What am I talking about? Brendan Myers going Going through what Brendan Meyer said. I'm not sure what happened there, Frank. I have no idea. Going through, back to what Brendan Meyer said. When you get into that mentality of taking some early, um, you know, some early punches, you wonder what kind of match you're in for. And I'm being told that he's actually a rocket scientist. Oh, yeah, that I did know. Yeah. yeah. So don't you have to be a doctor to be a rocket scientist? Not necessarily. What does he work? Does he work for SpaceX or something like that? I'd like I to know, know this. I don't know his, like, LinkedIn. I don't. What, 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 I don't know. I just feel like I feel like I thought you were the guy that knew everything. Yeah, but like the important stuff. Oh yeah, I guess that's not important. <laughs> rocket science. <laughs> when it comes to showdown, you know. Yeah, I mean, yeah. come on. Anybody can do rocket science. I don't know how like rocket surgery is going to help him in the showdown. Come on. Rocket surgery? Yeah, is that what you that's just what said? I said. Yeah. <laughs> you know, rocket surgery really didn't really didn't help anybody out. Um, let's get to though. I mean, what, do you want to go straight to the third round? Well, I I mean, yeah, we could do that. Yeah, that's fine. Break it because, down. Because, uh, well, I mean, there's nothing really to break down. They they got them. So, like, here's the, here's what happened, Brad. For, they both missed a question in the first round. Yep. Second round, Parker gets Teenage Ninja Turtles, TMNT. He chucks on the multiple choice just once, but gets everything else, right? He gets nine points out of the possible ten. Parker, or uh, Dandapani goes... And he gets the stupid future time travel, sweeps it for the full 10 points. Then they both get all their final round questions correct. It's that multiple choice check down by Parker that ultimately did him in, in which led to the 29-28 result in favor of Chandru. And that's brutal. That's a la gold leader Zach Burkett, right? He checks on the multiple choice just once. They both went 100% accurate, but... Zach Burkett checked down multiple choice just once. Misses out on that one point. It's the difference in the match. Same difference here in this in this situation. And it shouldn't be that surprising when when we see these matches that are high stakes, number contender matches, title matches, um, elite players in these types of matches. It shouldn't be surprising that a check down the multiple choice is all it is all it is all it takes to lose a match these days. So these players are that good, that prepared. And it's unfortunate because I think, you know, Parker really felt like I think he had a shot in this match after, you know, the first two questions there and everything got squared away. But having to check down multiple choice, I think, was was brutal. Would love to know his mindset on that question. I don't know if we spoke about it elsewhere afterwards. Um, 
But you know, what else can you do when your your other opponent just doesn't miss or check down? So uh, Chandru, you know, he went and did some homework because he had a much better match this go around, uh, even those three rounds compared to uh, the season debut against Mara. So obviously the dude's going to put in the work. Parker's been putting in the work, and it's just a matter of should you take the risk to check down multiple choice, or do you really not know it? And you need multiple choice. So it's it's tough. Yeah, um, our friend Rinjar Renison. I I butchered Renison. 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 Yeah, Renison. Let's go with that. Let's go with that. Renison. I think that that's wrong. Rinjar Renison. Um, okay. I want to know what his last name means. Uh, <laughs> in these days, you can't use multiple choice in Star Wars and IG. It's crazy how good these players are. Yeah. Well, just at that level. At that level, you can't. You can't afford. At that to. level, you can't. It's, you're it's, taking a real gamble. Yeah. That your opponent would at least use it once, and then an even bigger gamble that they would use it more than you did, you know? Yeah, so I, I, I agree, Brinjar. You, you can't, at that level, when you're at, you know, lower level playing, you know, it's you can take a little bit more of a breath, but overall, absolutely not. You have to yeah. keep your foot on the gas, um, no looking back. The, Spaceships uh, don't come equipped with the <laughs> mirrors, right. they dip. But what's interesting now is... We were supposed to get this matchup last season, Brad, if you're right. I know. And fate has a funny way of saying, uh uh uh, that's so quick. You thought you thought wrong. It's it gonna is. happen. It is Chandru versus Kalinowski. And and let me just tell you, um, if you were following any of the any of the social medias from past weekend, um last weekend, yeah. You might have seen there was there was a gathering. Of, of 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 players, and yeah. and where was uh, my invite? Was there? Dude, you're in the Pacific Northwest. Yeah, yeah. Um, I ran into Kalinowski, and uh, I had to ask him. Obviously, <laughs> you know, like, dude, you're gonna be playing Chandru, and uh, I'm not gonna really get too deep into it. But let me just tell you guys, I I am personally looking forward to the run up to this matchup. Because I think it just might be the spiciest run-up we've we've seen in quite some time. I think there's gonna be haymakers galore. You saying there's beef in the streets? I don't. I'm not gonna go. Yeah. I'm, yeah. I'll go that far. <laughs> I mean, I'm not, there's no way. I mean, if you followed any of the their previous, I guess, interactions on Twitter or what have you, it was you, spicy. It's yeah. And now that they're actually going to be squaring off. I'm just telling you right now. What are you telling me? I know that there's a lot of people that I think really want Mike to beat Chandru. And I'm sure there's also an equal amount of people that want Chandru to beat Mike. Yes. But I really do get the, the sense that, man, they they want Mike to do it. And I know Mike wants to do it. So, dude, I... I this might be one of my most anticipated matchups of the entire season. I like no joke. Well, here's the thing, man. I think that I correctly called Chandru winning. I do believe. Did did I did I call Chandru? I said it'd be really hard for me to bet against. I think you I think you said your mind was Chandru, but your heart was Parker. Is that is that? You know what? That sounds Can like I the t- cop out kind of thing you would say. Yeah, yeah. I say that every <laughs> I would time. Say it so too, that, but <laughs> I say that every time so like I can make sure that I'm right in some right. way. Right. <laughs> um, but I think I think I did pick Chandru. 
it was such a razor's edge there between the two of them, so you could have gone either way. But I think Mike Kalinowski will be the Intergeekdom champion even after Spectacular this year. I think he's way too locked in. He's way too locked in. Are you sure? Because, I mean, he's got a match against Shazam coming up with Corruption. Yes. I mean, like, I'm you can kind of pull IG. both ways. No, 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 man. Look, look, man. This guy's, this guy's going to do it. He's going to – can you imagine? He can do it, It's, it's but it's going to be tough, yeah. Is there any – and you know this better than me. And then, by the way, we're going to be joined – after we discuss this match, we're going to be joined by a special guest, not Griffin Newman. will be joining us here momentarily, uh, Jacoby Bancroft. But – um. Is 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 this the season where we could potentially finally get the second go around of Mikey Three Belts? Mikey Three Belts is not going to happen. That's just I love Mike, but he ain't no getting way. a singles title. That just ain't going to happen. I was talking about Star Wars. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> okay, kidding. Um, even more so then. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like there's just there's just I don't like that. First of all, I think. He would have to run the tournament basically to do that, and that's gonna be a cutthroat tournament. I mean, just look at all the talent that we have this year, with the new rookies coming in, making waves, the old veterans still staking their claim, not giving you know not giving a foot or an inch, um, still high level play between the Merles, Batemans, and Rokas, right? Like Apollo Yama's, like they're not going anywhere. But Mike Kalinowski, as as much of a legend he has he has turned himself into in the Schmodown. Winning, you know, five championships uh, across two divisions. You know, a singles belt would, I think, would solidify him as perhaps talked about, whispered within the GOAT conversation. Because um, you would be the only person to have three belts from three divisions, right? So, if he were to do that, I would be, I would honestly would be stunned. I'll just put it that way, yeah. Okay. Well, uh, do you, who do you have him versus Chandra? I don't know. I, know. I don't know. I need I need time to breathe and think and live my life, Brad. I can't. That's so much energy to, to be devoting to that match up and who would win. I don't. I really don't know. Okay. I think Chandra. <laughs> like, you think? You're not sure, I though? do, but, like, uh, I don't know. I feel like it's going to be a win-win. Because whoever wins is just going to be insufferably annoying, you know? With, so, I like, mean, what's going to be the difference? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there's more likability in one's annoyance than the other, I think. But, like, yeah. uh, depending on your brand of annoyance you prefer, if that makes any sense. So, yes. Some yeah. of us have more of a brand of yeah. annoyance than yeah. others. Yeah, yeah, uh, Nevertheless, Frank Janish, we'll see what occurs coming up soon in the Intergeekdom Division. But... Here's what we're going to talk about now, though. We're going to talk about the matches that we saw this week. And we've had a guest who's been waiting in the wings. And I even have seen, been seeing him, been seeing him or saw him. I don't know how you actually would say that. Um, he's been taking phone calls this entire time. <laughs> he's been making deals. and He's been making yeah. deals. I don't know if it has to do with the fields of beans that he's attending to or he's attending to very important star stuff. But welcome to the show, Mr. Jacoby. Bancroft. Yeah, beans. Yeah, invest everything you have in. Okay, no, I'm on. I'm on. I gotta go. Bye. Okay, sorry. Hey guys. All, hey man, you, you put all the Dogecoin in the beans. Beans <laughs> are the future. I'm telling you, invest. 
just going up, I think, is how the stocks work. Yes. Uh oh, Frank. What did I do? You did that. You did that. I did that. I'm sorry. We're good. That's the smarter because I was like going all over the place, but I will stay in this frame. Okay. Stay in your lane, rookie. Stay in my lane. Stay in your lane. Come on, man. This is the only show that matters. You don't come up here and do all this stuff. Go, go. I'm a very animated person, guys. So it's like I tend to move a whole around a whole lot. So I can tell by your shirt. Um, um, Welcome to the show, Jacoby. It's good to have you, man. You're a guy that so many people were talking about before the draft. Um, A lot of hype around you. Wanted to ask you just off the top, what did you feel about that? Because Frank and I were in conversations probably with every manager before the draft, and I was trying to figure out where people were going. I don't know how successful we really were, but (laughs) your name was brought up by nearly everybody who I talked to. How, How did that make you feel, and did you feel that before the draft um i knew that there was hype around a lot of even just the fan league four i guess is how because because peggy was able to brand us so well in that because i give all the credit to peggy for that for able to to push us forward and and to and to cement us as this group and that kind of got people kind of talking about this in that way but it's very scary like because i didn't expect to be in that sort of position like i know i'm a i'm i'm, I'm a good player but it's like could i compete in this level you know was something that would remain to be seen and so like to hear all the the hype and just like, oh, J- Jacoby's going to go high. I was like, oh, gosh, do I want that or do I do I want to <laughs> sneak under the radar a little bit? So it was, it was both very exciting and very scary at the same time. What's the biggest difference you felt between the fan leagues and actually coming to the movie trivia showdown as far as the game goes? Uh, definitely the audience, right? Because it's, it's, it's like you're performing on like – a worldwide stage in front of all these people and you have all this analysis and breakdown of, of every match, of every question of, of who you are personally as like a character and as like, as like a person. So and that, that's very different from, from a lot of the families where it's like, really you're, you're focused on, you know, you're winning your match, right? Like you're just, you're going in and you're, and you're going to play your best game and you're going to have a lot of fun while doing it. Yes. You want to win. And we take it very seriously there um, in the families, of course, but it's, but it's a bit different when it's, when you when you know that all these eyes are on you and are going to judge a lot of you know like what you say or how you answer or if you miss a question or who are like analyzing your strengths it's just it's a very interesting dichotomy i think if i use that word quite correctly if that's even a word that is a word Thanks. and you are geographically located where las vegas nevada las vegas nevada okay nevada so nevada nevada, nevada? You tell, it's nevada everyone not in nevada calls it nevada and it's yeah, not that. That's always the, right the best way. part in any movie when they say, like, I'm from Nevada. And it's like, they are not from Nevada. Oh. If they Are you born and raised in Las Vegas? Uh, no, I lived in, I grew up in Reno, Nevada, since I was six. I was born in uh, Washington State. Called, it's actually called Reno. I, don't know if you're aware of that. <laughs> I guess I'm not. I guess there's still, <laughs> so much I don't know. Yeah, I was born in Washington State and uh, in Seattle. Grew up in Everett, moved to Reno when I was six, moved around a whole lot. And I've been in Las Vegas for the past a year and a half or so i was just in seattle for the first time over the weekend Ooh, um, during the summer it's nice there mm-hmm. yeah it was a very pretty state very pretty state very pretty state so anyway i just i just i like to know where people are geographically speaking just because i wonder vegas isn't too too far away from um los los angeles is how yeah. the natives say it there oh okay um just so you know you know what i mean i don't want you to seem like an outsider if you ever make a trip over there but, I live there uh, too, but that's fine. Yeah, no, we we'll see, but you didn't live there. You <laughs> okay, I guess yes, if I didn't know if I called it LA. Yeah. yeah, yeah, you probably called it LA. You know what I mean? <laughs> but um, but yeah, so so it wasn't. It's it's not like it's out. It was ever out of the realm of possibility for you to be in the Schmodown, But did you foresee it happening? 
Oh, d- uh, no, I guess I never did. Even though that was part, that was one of my big selling points in my video to get into the Schmodown. I was like, hey, I'm in Vegas. I am pretty close. I'm like only like four hours yeah. away. So that's going to, you don't have to pay for all these plane tickets, like, you know, to yeah. find me out here if I do really well. So that was a big part of my strategy. And I guess that that kind of worked. But I, I just never imagined, even when I, I lived super during when I loved the Schmodown, I lived in Burbank, uh, well, kind of Glendale, but right on the edge of Burbank, like super mm-hmm. close to the studio from what I could make out from cutscenes and from everything yeah. else. I'm like, I, I'm, it's right here. It's, it's five <laughs> minutes away. And I was like, uh, uh, but I was, you know, I was nervous, you know, to ever, to try to make a go of it and just never thought I could actually make it. So then of course, when I move away from LA, now I'm, now I'm here. That's how <laughs> yeah. it works. That's how it works. Everything in reverse. Yeah. Um, um, let me ask you this too. This is my last thing about like before you got in and now getting in. Sure. Roxy Stryer is your manager. Um, I've, always trumpeted Roxy as being one of the best managers in the league just because I know how much she puts into it right um, I've always been a supporter of the stars because of that uh, how have how have you been how have you felt Roxy's been as your manager and what's been your experience like w- working with Roxy through this season it was I guess abs- it was absolutely crazy at first because to be honest I didn't I didn't think I was going on the stars right like I just I was I was just as surprised when she called my name because I just you know, we talked a little bit, but I didn't think it led to a connection where she's like, I'm going to pick you on my team. And then just because our personalities are kind of, at least on the surface, they seem very different. But then as you get to know her and stuff, and as and as we go through these study sessions and how she talks to you and how she manages her players, I absolutely agree with you. She's fantastic. The way that she just, she just is able to help all the players who, especially like me, who I'm kind of all over the place a lot of the time. And I kind of get a little crazy and I get animated out there. She's like, you know, focus, you stay, you stay, you stay concentrated. Like, this is what you have. Breathe a little bit. You got this. Like, it, she always keeps you ready to go and motivated. And in the showdown, that's what a lot of this takes because a lot of us know all of these answers, right? Like, and just sometimes it's just, you can't pull it. You can't remember it. You can't do anything like that. Roxy is so good at being like, you know, this, it's fine breathe be able to just analyze it take some time and 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 you'll pull it you know if you know it and i think that's so valuable uh especially in this era of the schmodown so that's all all the credit to roxy for just being an amazing manager man shout out shout out to rock shout out to rocks go ahead frank now uh jacoby you get on this team you got people like alex damon <laughs> jeff snyder <laughs> mark and for the time being you know uh, Janine, who winds up being your 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 teammate on on Blackjack, what was it like to then be like, hey, okay, I'm actually affiliated with these people. I'm gonna be working with these people. Uh, what was your, um, I guess, sense of where do you fit in amongst these players who've been doing it for so long and at high levels? How do you like take that all in and figure out like where's where's your place? You know. Exactly. No, I, I'm still trying to figure that out. To be honest, here. It's, it's like, uh, you know, it's like you fake it till you make it right. Like you just but it's once you get in, I was just as intimidated because all those names that you just said are, you know, just are the big ones of this game. Right. They're just they're yeah, such, also I'm sorry, they're quick, I intentionally left off Brandon Hanna just just for the record. I, I know hey. that I just wanted to leave that off because. How dare you put some respect on Brandon Hanna's name? He is he is going to he's coming for that IG belt. He's I have a lifelong it. feud with Brandon, so I, I Who have don't you have it. a feud with Frank? You always it's just have true. feuds everywhere. <laughs> but uh it's 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 so is weird because it's like I was I've been watching these players for like five or you know, years, you yeah. know, for everything like that. Just thinking of them as these 
these different type of levels like you know there's level there's me watching it and there's them but then like once you get to you're actually in a group chat with them and you actually get to talk to them on 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 study sessions where you just talk to them as people and all of a sudden it's like wow you know celebrities they're just like you and me you know type of (laughs) type of mindset there and then it's just kind of working your way through that because you realize that that everyone in there is wants the same thing right you everyone wants to get better everyone loves movies and they want to get better so once you have that kind of uniting type of goal to improve as a faction and improve as players then you just then all that sort of you know layeredness kind of melts away because it's just like you're all you're all focused and you're all ready to go and so it was, it was kind of it was maybe a little difficult at first to be like okay who am i oversending messages like should i not be trying to set up, you know, study sessions and yeah. everyone's type of does that. But then once you realize that it's just, it's, it's, it's great. So maybe there was a little bit of a transition at first, but it's just, it's, it's awesome now. And talk to me about working with Janine because she became your teammate. Yeah. Um, you know, we've tried to have her on the show many, many times. She keeps turning us down. I think, um, I don't think that's accurate, Frank. Yeah, I don't it's, think that's, it's uh, somewhat, she doesn't it's like somewhat, us. Yeah, <laughs> somewhat, somewhat accurate. Uh, but what's it, what was it, what's it been like to get to know to, get to know Janine and, and work with her and develop, you know, a team chemistry and, and figure out, you know, your strengths, your weaknesses and, and everything that goes with that. That's, it's so great when you, when you, I guess, working with a, just a new teammate in, in any capacity. And Janine is, is the best one. She was the one who, if like, if I, I wanted to do teams and I knew, you know, she needed a teammate and all of us new people on the stars like, okay, one of us is going to be, you know, her teammate here. So it's like, I fingers crossed. I hope it's me. Um, but it's, after just getting to talk and know her, it's, it's, it's a great process. Cause first you talk about movies, right? You talk about, okay, this is how I think we're going to work. This is how, how these are strengths and weaknesses. And that's cool. And then once you get past that level, then you go down to, okay, it's just, who are you as a person, right? Mm-hmm. Like, like, who are you, who do you talk like, like, what are your interests? What do you do for work? Like, what do you do all that? So it's like, it's developing a friendship, which then makes you a better team because then you, then you, then you know each other. Like uh, Janine was down here for just a little bit uh, for, for unrelated purpose. And, you know, I went and had breakfast slash lunch with her. Like it was just, it was great because she's a friend now, which is, which is just awesome. So it's, it's getting to work with her. Who's on so much, so I was going to say so much fire, but I don't think that's. She's on so much fire. She's on so much fire. Janine is on so much fire right now. (laughs) Sure. Um, And, and it's on fire. Yeah. Yeah. That's, I guess that would have worked much more, much better, but it's, it's been so nice to like work with her. Uh, and just and just and just to see that because like I'm I am both just I'm I'm so happy for her like just to just because as I get to know her and as as I'm I'm proud to call her a friend and I'm just like this is great that you're doing so well because so it's so the whole experience with everything with Janine this season has been awesome. Oh man, that's great. So let, let's let's though talk though about the match. Oh man, I was hoping we could <laughs> just talk about good stuff until until up into, up into this. We but can. yes, let's talk about the match. We can. By the way, have you ever been to B One in Las Vegas? I have not. B One. Oh yeah, man. I'm gonna text you some info after this. Okay. I don't have your number, but I'll get it. You'll find it. And you'll <laughs> text me. I'm just gonna get an email. It's like go to B One. I was like, who's this person? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> like, who is this? <laughs> um. Anyway, um, the match. Okay, going in here against Griffin Newman, who another uh rookie, right? Another another oh. um. New, new newbie, yep. if you will, uh, was impressive in his first match. He was pretty good. Uh, he's got Dagnino, who's been on this unbelievable run of luck, I guess. But I, I can't even call it luck. I really can't call it luck. I mean, because his players haven't been getting lucky. <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? They've just been answering the questions. Yeah. Um, how did you feel about this matchup? 
Uh, it was one that that scared me, but also a lot of my whole everything about the showdown excites me and scares me at the same time because it's sure. like I I knew after I beat Jacob London, like there was there was a bunch of people that who who I was already scared. I was scared to face Jacob London because I knew he was one of the top rookies. So it's like going after that, it was like there wasn't that many other rookies that I could face, and I knew the top one of that was going to be Griffin Newman. So I just, I, I, I had a feeling like as soon as I won that match and thinking about who comes next, I'm like, it's probably going to be Griffin Newman because, you know, there's, but then there's a part of that that's super exciting because I don't want to duck anybody. I don't want to seem like I'm scared. I want to face challenges in order to get better. And Griffin Newman best represented that because he is, he will at some point probably hold a belt. If it's not this season, it's going to be eventually just because I just, I, I feel that about Griffin Newman. He's dedicated his, he's there and his knowledge is there. So of course I wanted to play him. Like it's, it's super exciting and to, right. to, to, to want to do that. So, uh, uh, but it was terrifying. So I knew it would be the toughest challenge um, to do, but it was one that I looked forward to. So go, Frank, walk us through the match a little bit, especially to round two and three. Yeah. So that first round, you know, you guys, Go, both go perfect. I think mm. maybe that was probably anticipated on both of your parts. Yeah. Perhaps. Uh, then you get into round two and you get uh, you take animated mm-hmm. and you go three of four for six points. He does get a steal off of you. What was the the strategy there in taking animated? Would you, did you like that wheel? Did you, or something? I I that? had to. I spun away first. I took. Oh, that's I spun, right. That's right. That's yeah, right. I spun disaster um, first, which is that's right. <laughs> yeah, which what? is fine. I mean, like it's it's um. Disaster movies is so broad, but it's like, of course, after hearing, you know, his questions, like, oh man, I probably I wish I would have, maybe would have stuck with those ones. But it's so it's so hard when you get such a broad category like that, and there was so much good on that wheel that you kind of and and knowing that 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 whatever Griffin gets, he's Griffin Nooms, I guess he doesn't like to be called Griffin, um, then it's going to be he's going to do super well. And so I just like, I wanted to risk it in order to get maybe a more narrow slice that, that it doesn't cover everything. So I spawn animated, which, um, which I know I I'm, I'm pretty good at animated and, but I know, I know he's, I know he's really good at animated. So there's a bit of a scary type of thing there of just like, if, if I miss anything, I know he's going to steal. So it's like, that's why I wanted to, uh, so I wasn't, I wasn't, let's see, I was confident that I would know at least a lot of these uh, animated questions, but there's that back of mind is like, if I miss these, he's going to steal them. So that was my mindset. So he then he lands on disaster. And then is it a little bit of buyer's remorse at that point? After you see his questions, you go, hmm, maybe I should have stuck with disaster. Does that does, does that ever settle into you? It's, I guess you can't think of it that way. Because, yeah, like I, I sometimes find myself, even now, the match you know was like a bit ago. And I even think about like, man, what if I just would have spun it then? I could have, everything would have been different, but you can't think of it. You can't think of it in those terms or else you're going to, you know, you're going to drive yourself crazy. But what if you did take disaster? How would you have done? (laughs) The the match might've gone because then he wouldn't have taken it. And then, well, then his next spin would have been, then I, it would have been, well, then we probably would have gone to his five because if because then his next spin would have been animated and I'm sure he would have gone four for four as well. And then it would have been, um, the instance where it would have gone, I would have picked the same numbers and, mm-hmm. and he would have had to answer his five. Which, and then if, you know, we would have seen how that, how that would have gone. So um, nine times out of 10, I would prefer animated over disaster, I think is, is, is how that goes just because I'm just more confident in those than disasters could be a lot of things, but that's how it goes. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So when you got, uh, I mean, we were, I'm going about round three now, when you yeah. got the question, if Tom Hanks has 
collaborated with Steven Spielberg on what is it? Five occasions. Five movies. Five. Yeah. What was their third? I think there was a collective, oh crap moment when everyone <laughs> heard that. I mean, I, I was watching it live in the chat, and I even was like, "What the hell was that question?" Whoa, that's kind of <laughs> difficult. But you yeah. know, when you break it down, I guess this is what my thinking was when I first heard it. I said, "This is an insane question. This is an insane question." And and, and I know you. I'm sure you have a lot uh, of thought on this. When you break it down, I I, I see. It's it really is a movie release dates question at its at its essence, right? Um, but it was a very it caught a lot of people off guard. What was what was your reaction? It's one that uh, obviously you saw me working through that that five pointer was just yeah. like because I just for the life of me I just I kept going back and forth just like did he direct the terminal? Like I just I I don't know why that wasn't just like like a, a saw all the other four I guess it's it's you know Saving Private Ryan Catch Me If You Can. Bridge of Spies, The Post, like it's like, and I knew that there was the third one was the one that I just was not was like not sure of, and even then, like once I was pretty sure that he did the Terminal, I think uh, it's it's kind of it's like Catch Me If You Can and the Terminal is like the tricky one, right? Like because it's yeah. like you could switch those up relatively easily of just like which one came first if you're not super familiar there, and it's and it's it's a question that I love those types of questions, and it's also one that you got to hope you have repeats for. Because it's not—it's one that you can get to that you can work out. But if it's like if I if I had burned all my repeats trying to guess, uh, trying to guess EPA instead of NSA, which there is a scene that the only one I can think of from the Simpsons movie where the NSA captures them, and that was the only scene running through my mind in round two. So that's why I said NSA. Um, but if I had burned all of the repeats there and I only had 15 seconds to answer to get their third collaboration it might be a different Bobby. I might have, I might have second guessed the terminal. Cause I, I think the terminal was in there in the first 15 seconds and I would have just been, I wouldn't been sure. So I was like, ah, oh, let's just go catch me if you can. Cause I'm like, I'm, I'm thinking it came beforehand or something. So it's like, it's one that you just got to hope you have a time in order to do. Yeah. I mean, the terminals Oh four and catch me if you can's Oh two. So I mean, yeah. yeah, very, very easily. You could have mixed those, those two up. I guess you could have mixed up post and, and Bridge of Spies, but you weren't, you knew that. Yeah, I knew really that, that the... I knew that was four and five, basically. Right. So like, I knew that that wasn't, I was thinking like, and then it's spending time thinking of like, did he, I was like, again, just not sure that he directed the terminal, which I was just like, not just pause it on seconds. And I was running through with the rest of Tom Hanks's 2000s filmography and Spielberg, see if there was like a match somewhere. It's like, no, it, 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 it has to be this one. But then, so let's go for it. You know, did you think that too, Frank, when you heard that question, like, what the hell? Yeah, I was like. Criminal just doesn't even come to my mind these days. Like it's one it's that one, just, it's a very forgettable film. It is. Uh, I mean, I've seen Stanley Tucci's in that. You be nice. Well, okay, it is kind of forgettable. Nice, I don't remember nice much about it. I don't have to be nice of the movie. I, <laughs> yeah, that's true. Uh, yeah. I mean, the movie's fine. I mean, but it's just one of those that. Well, I mean, it's it's described in Wikipedia as a mild. It, it received mildly positive reviews. It just doesn't yeah. feel like a Spielberg movie in my mind. Yeah. Like it's just like it just. If yeah. I watched it separately and I did not like a lot of Spielberg movies, you can watch and be like, "This is a Spielberg movie," but like that one, just like, nah, it's a little, yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a little iffy. But like when you hear that question, like because as you know, when you when you hear that those first words, like Tom Hanks and and has collaborated with Steven Spielberg five times, and like your mind automatically goes to name, you know, name two, name three, which I, which is what I thought the question was going to go to because I was like, okay, I can sure. do that one, um, or or it's like what is their first or their last one, but like naming the third one just takes takes a little bit more of an extra step. So, so I love that kind of question. I uh, hope I don't get another one of those when I don't, you know, yeah. have repeats. <laughs> yeah, I mean, insane. But 
when Griffin uh, Griffey Nooms, I should say, went out and he and he got the job done, handled business on his end. Uh, you unfortunately get the L in that match, but um, I mean, I guess what's your instant reaction there, and and what's next for Jacoby Bancroft? I mean, do you want to keep chucking along in team in singles? Do you want to go into teams? Maybe is IG tickle your fancy at all? I mean, what are you thinking? Um. Overall, my goal for this season is to make an impact and to stick around um, because that's what all rookies are wanting to do. Because our, our things are there's so many rookies this year, and you know it's like it's it's hard to, to stand out and make an impact. So that's always my goal. I think going into this year, I was like I could I could handle myself in IG. I never thought I could be an IG contender, but I thought like I could do well like in 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 like a round one matchup or or even get to round two with enough studying because I'm a good studier. But then I kind of realized that for my first year. I just I kind of want to focus on singles and teams um, because I want to do the best as I can in that and not split my focus elsewhere. Uh, you know, so maybe if, if I'm lucky enough to, to 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 make enough of an impact and to stick around for for another year, another two, maybe I can dabble with IG. Um, but right now, I wanted I want to keep doing well in singles. I want to uh, make an impact in teams. I want to I I, I want to continue making a name for myself this year. And and I was very bummed to get to get a loss in signals because in so many things, if you lose, you're kind of dumb, but then it's like, especially now, but then I think, you know, Brendan Meyer lost his match against Paul Yama. That's what I always try, just try to think of. And it's like, look where right. he is now. He's one of the top players in this league right now. So it's like a loss doesn't necessarily have to define you early on. It's just, it's how you come back from that, how you keep going, how you build yourself back up and don't let it get to you uh, too much. So that's my goal. Okay. I dig it. Frank, anything, any, last word to you? No, I'm just kind of curious. Uh, who do you think you might be pitted up against in your next match? Because you will have a next match, and is is it a difference between who you think and who you want? Who I think and who I want. It's 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 tough because the whole thin stock exchange needs to go down. <laughs> like like that's just that's, that's what happened. That's what happens there. So I would like to face anyone in 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 their faction of, of their roster ty rants or whatever his name goes off on his rants a lot of the time and yeah. i think you know he, he goes off a Tyler lot so Roman, yeah would be he would be he would be he would just be a lot of fun to do to, to play against so anyone in the finstock could change but and again but you know we're at the stage even though i'm i'm one and one in singles now it's just like i'll play anybody like i just i i love this game so much already for for all the movie trivia that i played in the fan leagues now being here i'll play anybody and any match is going to be so what's that saying it's like you're not really playing the other person you're playing yourself it's like how well you do yeah. and i think there's like sure. a there's a sports thing in there so uh anyone and anything i'll play i'll play an inanimate object too if i can if that's if that's a possibility um if that's a if that's an option, I would do that. Well, you know I what? I think they stopped uh, doing that, those matches in 2017. So they did. Dang it. Dang it. Well, well J- Jacoby, it's been a pleasure having you on, man. We're looking forward to seeing what the future has in store for you in the movie. Cherry Schmodown. I want to let the people know where they can find you, follow you, any good projects you have going on that you want to let people know about. Um, I'm horrible at Twitter, but I'm trying to get better at it. Like it's, I'm on J Bancroft 815. I don't, Boom. I don't really tweet. I, I I I had to ask the fan league for how to quote t- tweet. Like I literally asked them that because I did not know how to do that. So it's just like, so what does this mean? Like, how do you do this with the text? So it's like, so it's like I'm not very good at at social media, but I'm but I'm trying to be. And um, so I'm just on there. Um, and other than that, 
come to Vegas, I guess, if you want to. <laughs> is it open? It's open, huh? Yeah, it's open Vegas now. It's been open, right? It's been open. Yeah. Uh, I will be in Vegas probably here in the next few weeks, so I will be hitting you up. And congratulations on all your success thus far. You've made an impact the, in, in your rookie year, and we'll, hopefully you will continue to make it in singles and teams. That is Jacoby. Uh-oh. I got one last question because oh, we, we, we do have to talk about this one little thing that's going on with the stars overall in general. But when it pertains to the odd couple, Janine and yourself, Blackjack, I mean, what, what's 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 going on there? Is there anything definitive? Trying um, to get I, a scoop. Well, I was almost in the clear. Yeah, yeah. You thought, you thought. Yeah, you're, like, you're like Columbo. You you, you <laughs> lure me into that false state. It's like one more thing. I swear to God, Jacoby, my roommate was watching Columbo the other day, and I was like, watching him like on that show, it's like as if it's his first day on the job every time. Yes. Just you know, like so you're telling me you didn't go to see your wife, even though okay, see, I wouldn't do that, but okay. So what I'm really what I want what I'm curious about is what has you know the talks been like what has the talks been like about the team of blackjack the future of blackjack or does janine and jeff because now you got hey yep. brad who does he got over there now uh nick the spoiler yeah. harley so what's the the dynamic surrounding that particular situation been like there's been what i can say is that there's been a lot of talks there's been just so much going on because because what i can say is like it was just as, it's not like we were as prepared for this as right. you know we were just as prepared as everybody else was so this is new and 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 we're trying to figure out just as much as in real time basically of everything that's happening so we are exploring every possible option of of what works best for everyone i mean like it's it's blackjack i think put on a great show yeah. you know w- what they did for in, in their performance they didn't win but they had spirit and moxie <laughs> um but even as a and as much as i love playing with janine it's like it's hard like if i'm from the outside like if i'm had to make that decision watching jeff and janine play together how could you not want to see them keep playing after that right like it's like if i have to take myself out of this like that's that's that that would be a crazy move so and now that we have a great uh, new competitor um, in our in our faction with Nick Harley, um, who is just fantastic, and and we're we're so happy we were able to, you know, to get him, uh, you know, w- when we did and everything because he's he's great and he adds an interesting new dynamic. So just exciting things are happening for the stars right now. So keep your eyes out because yes, the stars may have not have had the strongest first half of the season, but but stars burn brightest near the end of a of a of a life cycle of a of a star and this is the star's life cycle this metaphor started better when i first started yeah yeah, yeah. You, yeah. it was good yeah. and then it kind of went off the rails then it that filled is... it out like a dying star dang that it is <laughs> jacoby bancroft jacoby we appreciate you man and we'll have you back on soon all right my friend thank you guys so much right. for having me take care Thanks that is jacoby bancroft man yeah, what, a, what, bancroft. A, what a guy what a yeah. guy the 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 star metaphor really i was like I don't think you want to go down that route, my man, because it was like stop. you want because like, however, however, Brad, to kind of spin it, once you go supernova, you you spread all your your star guts all over and you replant things in the universe. So it brings about new life. Mm. So, you could, uh, you know, you could. Well, yeah, you know, I guess we could something go that like way. that. You Sounds kind of yeah, still. still. Yeah. You don't want to be um, a dying star. You know. For anyone interested, it is 62 to 50 uh, Milwaukee Bucks are ahead. <sighs> but. So we have one more match to talk about. We do. Intergeekdom. Soul. Geeks. 
Saul versus uh, Greg Alba. Yeah. Um, why, why don't you start this one off? Um, so, pretty good. Solid first round from both good. players. Good. Yeah. I good. mean, I think, look. Good. It was good. It was. It was a solid first round, 7-9. to nine. Saul, you know, came to play, as always, very intense. And juxtapose that to Greg's, you know, I'm just, you know, I know what I know. I'm going to have a good time, and we'll see if that gets me to the winner's circle like it did last time, and it did before that as well. So uh, when he knocked out Warfather, who's now in the FCL, who we mm-hmm. played his theme music earlier in the FCL. So that all came <laughs> <laughs> Just the laugh itself is all I need, really. This might need to be like our new theme song. Or a variation of it, yeah. I don't know it's it's a little too epic. I think. A little too <laughs> it's intense like, for us. It's a little. It's like that's like tra- that's definite trailer music. Like, mm-hmm. like about to watch a movie, It'll slow down. Work. You know. Anyway, um, you were saying. Yeah. So nine to seven, first round, right? And then Saul, uh, he lands on spinners as if this guy needed any more of a boost. Yeah. Uh, he goes. I mean, here's the one thing I will say that I love about Saul. Very direct, very matter of fact. Spinners, I don't doesn't need to hear a thing Kate says because they probably talked about a pre match, which any good manager player uh, relationship will do when they come into a match. And he goes, Batman, give it to me, just give me Batman. And he's about to sweep the round. So crazy. He's about to sweep the round, and he just goes ballistic because he's got to go to multiple choice. I feel for him because it's like you're right there. You want that perfect round because he's. Frankly, p- pitching, you know, um, perfect game, well, almost a perfect game at that point, almost. but still. And so, uh, I was like, "Damn, you know, it's gonna be all right." I think, I think you'll be all right, Saul. I mean, he is on my fantasy team, so um, he's on your anyway. fantasy team. Yeah, okay. I knew, I knew what was going on. I Do knew, you have the whole league on your fantasy team? No, I just have the ones that win. Ask Jake Berlin. Anyways, Who? yeah, Saul. And this is from uh, Brinjar Renison, who's. Last name only means uh, son of R- R- Rainey. No, yeah, what does it mean? Son of Rainier. I would say son Rainier. of Rainier. Yeah, Rainier. Yeah, but he like, says as in Mount. <laughs> I'm sure that's exactly what he was referencing. <laughs> Mount Rainier. He just didn't bother typing the Mount part. Uh, if he ever drops the album, it should be called Rainier Games. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> that's go ahead. yeah. <laughs> um, if I had. Photoshop skills as good as Brian Ward. I would make a Rainier Games like poster. For Anyways, sure. all right. So Saul uh, is playing amazing. I'm proud of him as a fellow Icelander. I think he could hold a belt this year. All right. Saul, Saul from Iceland? I guess so. I don't know. I didn't know Saul was Icelandic. Um, you know he's also a rocket scientist. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if he knew that. Um, anyways, oh. no. So. So Dennis, let's. let's- yeah, Greg's Greg's up, and he uh, spins away from graphic novels, ends up with Jurassic Park, which I think just about everybody, any movie buff, really loves a Jurassic Park movie. Maybe not the yes. entire franchise, but you at least the first one, right? He's like Jurassic Park, yeah. Yeah, and so I was like, all right, for like sure, but you forget it takes into account Lost World, Jurassic Park Three, Fallen Kingdom, Jurassic World, you know, ugh, you know, some of that. Jurassic and, World's pretty good. You didn't like Jurassic uh, World? 
It's fine. Fallen Kingdom was kind of. I haven't seen Fallen Kingdom yet, actually. I, I've been oh, you pl- I've been meaning to watch it for a month, to tell you the truth. Anyways, um, okay. Well, okay. JP3 is underrated, but I love Last World, so you know. Anyways, satellite phone. <laughs> the Nokia. Or whatever yeah. it goes. Yeah. Um, great. It's just great. Uh, and you just see the you just see this the dinosaurs just standing there and it's the phone's going off. It's a great cell phone commercial. Uh doesn't go great for a gag album round two. Gotcha. Misses the first one, but hits the second, you go, okay, maybe I'm gonna write the ship. Then, you know, but Saul is stealing on mm-hmm. these misses. Mm-hmm. Picks up four point and steals before it's done so for Greg Alba. He gets knocked out. Final twenty two to nine. Um, that means Saul has now knocked out Greg Alba in this match and then knocked out John Humphrey earlier in the year. So he's collectively knocked out the Real Rejects. Uh, he has picked up eight points for the Den Faction, which makes Saul in the top ten players uh, of individual points earned by a player. He's in the top ten. I think he's like number six, actually. Of most points earned from a player this season, so thus far, it's eight points. Good. That's you know, like I should actually bring up the list um, where that's at because it's pretty impressive. And like he's right up there with like the Thomas Harpers, you know, uh, Demolatas, Demerals. Um, so to be in that company is like that's what he's doing for his faction. It's a big boost because the Dad's not quite out of it in terms of rankings. They're right there. So ahead of him, number one, Dan Merle has sixteen points. Andrew DiMolante has 15, Mike Kalinowski with 13, Thomas Harper with 13 as well, Ben Bateman has 12, Gold Leader, he has 9 points, and then Saul right behind him with 8. Ahead of Marisol McKee, Mark Anopic, JTE, Robert Parker, Brendan Meyer, Bibbs, and Roka, the list goes on after that. So he's right up there with some heavy hitters in terms of delivering points. But what about, where is he in terms of delivering Heavy post-match interviews. I don't know. It sounds like uh, you have an opinion he, on that, Brad. What, what, he kind of went off. <laughs> you know what I mean? He kind of said some things. Uh, you know, he packaged some things that maybe we have said prior um, uh, in certain regards, but he packaged them in a little bit more aggressive uh, hmm. uh, forward motion, like right at your face style uh what did you did did it stick out to you at all his post-match interview (laughs) uh (laughs) dude's intense yeah yeah um dude's intense i think maybe a little bit you know a little bit (laughs) just a little little bit just a little bit uh but no i mean um look whatever he's doing is working for him also look he plays who's put in front of him sure Right, and Greg is a player who you can either get how he played against Mike Kalinowski, yeah, or you can get the variation of you know what he played against Taylor Robinson, or you can get this type of Greg Alba. Which, to be fair, you know, I think when you look like if he played like uh, when we if he, we just had the older type of intergame division, I don't think this result ever happens for him. But when no. you bring in all this new stuff. You know, you're going. Things are going to fall through the cracks. You're not going to, you know, know everything as well as you know the core IG that you know we used to play with. So he just got saddled with a bad round two category that, and they just also happen to ask some questions like, 
you know, um, that just weren't in his wheelhouse for, for that franchise. And so it was just a bad beat uh, in that regard. But also, I would... Saul has not been pushed except for his Brandon Hanna match, which is his very first match, which he did lose. Um, I'm curious to see, now at 2-1, I'm curious to see, because what um, Richard just said, he like, think he could play the, for the belt this year. I, I, I don't know. Perhaps. Maybe. Because, and, the, and the only reason I'm hesitant to go that far at this point is just because we haven't seen him in the final rounds yet with this type of IG, right? So I don't know how well... You know, we haven't I mean, seen him play like a top tier IG player yet, right? And and then when he did, it was Brandon Hanna. It was his first match though, and he played really well. Right. So he it's did. not like he can't hang with that with that type of player. I don't think, but um, because he also seems like someone who really has taken to those new categories and made it a purpose to be excellent at those. You know, yeah. and then he gets Spinner's choice, and that's not no fault of him. But it's hard to also gauge just how well he's acclimated himself to the newer era of inner geekdom. I'm sure that he has. It's just hard to say to what degree because we haven't yeah. seen it in play. Right. So while I think there's plenty of fans of Saul out there who want to believe what Brinjar is putting out there in terms of him playing for the belt, would I be surprised? Not necessarily. Um, but I don't know what kind of path he's going to have at this point because we are going to have the inner geekdom tournament. It might set him up for a pretty good seeding, but again, that might only be... I don't know if that's going to be a 16-player tournament or an 8-player tournament because if it's an 8-player, well, you're ready in round two, basically, at that point. And that's when things start to get hot and heavy. So you're going to have matches popping off real hot, just like we did for Star Wars. We just wrapped up that tournament. So it'd be, it's going to be interesting to see Saul uh, in, in his next match and how he performs and who he performs against because I think... I, and I'm sure he has immense confidence in himself, but and this is no disrespect to other players who are who just entered Intergeekdom at last season in John Humphrey and, and Greg Elbow. That that wasn't their thing, remember this. They got into it last year because we kinda they needed we needed to fill up a, a, a tournament and put some and film some spots for the for the Mercs and they and they filled that purpose and they won their debut matches, right? Um but Intergeekdom wasn't their strong suit, that's not what they came in for. Saul Saul's purpose is Intergeekdom. And so I would love to see him go up against another player whose sole purpose is intergeekdom just like him um, or, or who has really um, maybe played more than a, a handful of matches. I'd like to see him up, up against a more experienced player just to really gauge where he's at because that would be interesting to know, in my estimation at least. It, yeah, that's going to tell us a lot. When he's playing somebody who's got some real skin in the game, somebody who's gone far maybe last year in the tournament or something like that, I want to see what he's able to do with a player like that. And and you know what? I'm sure he's going to have that opportunity. He's definitely going to have that opportunity. Yeah. So um, we shall see what goes on. Uh, oh, no. That, we got this already. Yes. Okay, we did. Um, we shall see what goes on with Saul in the coming future. But, man, if you had to give one match from the week that you thought was the best match that you watched this week, um, including last week's um, pay-per-views and the Van Vliet and Doug Benson. The what are you giving best, it to out of those five? The best match that I... I th like the one you enjoyed watching the most. It's probably the Benson Fleet match, yeah. Benson Van Vliet was my favorite one I watched yeah, as well. Yeah, I mean... It was a lot of fun. It was, it was the most fun to watch, but I think right now 
the best match, the best. I mean, it's it's easy to point towards Gold Leader Harper, but right. I think I really did enjoy Griffey Nooms and, and Jacoby's. That would be my second as well. Yeah, I think look I really that. enjoyed the, that one. Yeah, we're on the same page, and that was Frank and I's God, great I look. Hate that. Frank, Frank and I being on the same page is the great Scott moment of the week. Can I get a great Scott? <laughs> oh boy. You hate to see it. You really do. You, know? you do, man. Um, <laughs> what do we have coming up next week? Well, tomorrow we got tomorrow. Ron Harris and Chance Ellison. That's a big match. Big match for those guys. You know, mm-hmm. uh, either both of those are looking for to get into to get into singles division title contention, and that's that's a huge step tomorrow for either one of those guys. Um, I think there's more probably. Uh, what's the word? It's not necessarily hype, but it's just I think I think both these guys have have not given what they didn't have done in teams has not really fully transferred over to singles. So I think there's a lot of uh, curious minds out there just to see how well both of these players will play tomorrow and see if if they can do what we think they're capable of doing. I got chance. I mean, yeah, I would, I would. I'll take Lon. Yeah, I'll take. Okay. Lon. Yeah, I'll. Yeah. Last thing, we have a message from Christian H that we need to read. Mm-hmm. Not Christian Harloff. Christian Hardesty. Um, are you guys playing the View Crew for the Big Two Fifty? What is he talking about? I think there was. Did I they put I, out a wager? There was. The, oh, was this one when, when we had when I had Brian fill in for you? Something I can't. I can't really remember. Christian, because bucks? They want to I don't know. I don't bucks? know what it's, the big two fifty is. I do. I and I don't fully remember this whole interaction just because it wasn't really important to my life, Christian. And so therefore, I just dismissed it. Um, unless it's brought yes. to my attention again, I probably won't care at all. Okay. So there's that. So the big two fifty. Yeah. I don't know what that means. Well, Frank, why don't you let's go over? They can find you. Oh, for the big 250, that's rundown oh. number 250. I mean, I don't know. Should we, try and, get, we, we should try and get Harloff on for that? We haven't we, had him on in, like, forever. We could do that. We should try. We'll cold call him, I think. We'll 250. We should cold call him for 250. He doesn't listen to this show anyway, so he won't know we're going to do it. He'll have no idea. All <laughs> right, guys. Uh, Frank, why don't they put where they can find you and follow you? Yeah, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at FrankieJ29. Also, dude, shout out to RB3 birthday today. Right? I think so. Drip, drip. I don't know what you're doing there. Oh, like I was trying to do like an like a R. Oh, yeah, just... That's, okay. Three. You're doing things. All right. No gang signs. All right. And uh, also, Alex Marzonia. He put out a, a video in the Heights. Yes. A 96,000 so and good. in the Heights. Yeah, dude. So good. Go check out Alex Marzonia's, both his videos that he did uh, for In the Heights. Also a great movie. Just great musical movie. Loved it. Find me on all social sites at Brad Gilmore. Big, big, huge announcements coming soon. So that's me teasing you. And check out FCL 12 from this past week. But for Frank Janish, my name is Bo Brad Gilmore. This is Mo Down Rundown. We'll see you next week.